Welcome back to Ways to Love Your Money. I'm Elizabeth Dawson, and today we have our resident real estate expert with us, Jonathan Olo. I'm going to ask him some uh, interesting takes on what's going on with this pandemic crisis that we've been going on when it has to do with real estate, relationships, and maybe even just making some financial changes or moves uh, you know, logistically because now is the right time to do so. Well, without further ado, thank you so much for being on the show, Mr. Jonathan. We always love to have you here, and you know it's great to see your smiling, you know, smiling face. And I love doing this virtually, just being right next to you. So, oh. uh, so I hope all your family and Copia family are healthy and safe. Yes, yes. Luckily, we are all very, very healthy and safe. Uh, so, with that, Jonathan, where do you think things are at with the real estate world today? I mean, you are so tuned in to the San Diego market. Well, uh, San Diego, Palm Springs is where I'm covering these days. So, uh, and again, anywhere in the United States to yeah. connect people. But um, locally here in Southern California, uh, but we'll say luckily or unluckily, um, our, our inventory is quite low, which you know what that means. When you have low inventory, there's usually a higher demand. And when we have interest rates now, dipping below 3%, right. that, that is a, an inspiration to people either to refinance so mm -hmm. they can reach out to me and I can connect them to you know refinance and save a couple hundred dollars. And some of my clients have actually written off their uh, mortgage insurance that they were paying two and $300 because properties have uh, gone up in value. So they're actually, during this time, they refinance and they're saving three, four, five hundred dollars a month. That's great. So, so you're telling me that real estate prices have actually been going up here in San Diego Palm Springs area. Yeah, they are going up because again, there's low inventory, there's multiple offers. I, I just went into escrow a couple of weeks ago and they're actually, we were able to thwart off uh, about 25 showings because wow. we went in the first day, got out there, we had relations, uh, relationships uh, with the agents that were there and we beat out probably 25 people that didn't even get to see the property because oh we were able to, to really uh, work with that agent and, and commit to what we were doing. And, and we're going to be closing escrow this Friday. So uh, and we didn't have to go way over the list price. We gave them a little incentive to make it happen, but it did actually uh, praise as well. So it's really becoming a seller's market then? Well, it is a seller's market in, in the sense of, you know, what they have, uh, mm -hmm. but it's also can be a buyer's market if you're, you know, in the right place at the right mm -hmm. time, because, you know, some, there was one person that actually reached out to me, they wanted to be my client, and then they made the comment, well, I'm going to wait for the market to take a crash. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you know, when you do something like that, I can't say that they're not real, and that's the object, but people that think like that will always uh, or most always miss the curve because you know when the prices may go down or adjust then you know interest rates go the other direction so why not get what you want today and have the lower interest rate for the long term um, mm -hmm. for 30 years rather than oh wait till next year and you're basically paying the same amount or more because mm -hmm. interest rates have gone up well you know and I think it's an interesting thing to talk about too Jonathan because of the fact that this is the first recessionary period that I've ever experienced when it comes to the market crisis, the banks tightening money. 
um, bond market being low, all these things, it's usually this trifecta, but um, when it comes to real estate, it usually follows the accord with it, but this particular time, it's not. And do you have any opinions on that? I know I do, but do you have any opinions on that as to why the real estate market is actually surging and growing and uh, less inventory, so that creates a market? Um, what, what are some of your thoughts on that? Um, let me hold on one second. There you go. Sorry, I lost the screen. Um, I, I, it is it is kind of a phenomenon that's that's there because usually it does follow, and it, it could follow later down the line. It just depends on how we're going to, you know, ride this pandemic out. How people are going to have their jobs if they're going to have their jobs mm -hmm. because it will affect them if they're paying rents or if they're paying mortgages, and so um, that's just something that's going to follow. But you know, I've always found that you know even when we were in the day that you know the the prices plummeted and we had you know, all of the bad stuff that happened, right. um, we're all noticing because we're changing our lives and how we uh, adapt to this time that there are good things that are coming out of it. And, you know, unfortunately, if, if somebody's affected and they can't make their mortgage payment, like in the old day, and they'd had to do a mm -hmm. short sale, right. not first time buyers were able to get into the market. So mm -hmm. they're, you know, you're, you're going to have, it might be good for somebody or it might be bad for somebody. So, you know, my job is to look at all the parties um, and, and you know, give them the best information that I have today. Mm -hmm. So, and, and unfortunately, we don't have a set date when this is, you know, we're going to come out of this. Right. So, right. So I'm, and I, and I take that into consideration too. I think that this has been um, a very interesting experience for all of us. I think people now are investing more in the place that they live long term and if they have to spend more time there they're really invested in that and I think that's really where this is coming from. It used to be just the summer months would become this frenzy because they wanted to get their kids into a new school district or uh, you know all the traditional things are different now. They're they're different, we kind of have a new normal, uh, but it's still a little sporadic. But I think people really want to live in the homes that uh, they can enjoy their backyard. I mean, I, I think I read this, that it was something like, I don't know, 30 to 50% higher increase in patio furniture sales this, this you know, last four months. And uh, people, people are investing in where they live. And, and that's correct, and that brings me to people are work, more people working from home, so it may mm -hmm. work out perfect and they're loving their home more and maybe they're spending a little bit more money, uh, hopefully stimulating the economy and, and still you know, being able to move forward. But there's also a lot of people that are realizing, I don't really wanna be here anymore. Right. Or I, I need to plan for the future. And you know what? I need an office or I need mm -hmm. a big closet that I can close myself off into to you know, be away from the kids. or because there's a possibility that this may linger a long time mm -hmm. or come back into different in a different form so right. we just need to realize and a lot of my clients are saying not all of them are saying but that they do talk about oh you know what if i had this this and this then i could work from home and my kids mm -hmm. could be you know doing their thing or doing homeschooling or or whatever it's going to be and unfortunately as well people are also learning about relationships uh, whether they're growing or they're changing we'll say i don't like to say the big d word but you know if people are 
are uh, realizing that you know they that the relationship is not working, then they're going to need a place to live and most likely downsize. Mm -hmm. So. And something before so we got on camera too, we were talking about um, was that you know someone might have lost their job, and they might not be in a place where they can actually buy right now. But how do you think that's going to work? Let's say they within three five months they can actually get a job. Can they can they still qualify for real estate? How does how do you think that's going to work? How do you think about how it's going to work for mortgages? Yeah, that's that's a great question because um, typically if you're going to have a break in your employment mm -hmm. and you're going to go back to that, I am quite confident that the the lending or the banking world is going to see that that mm -hmm. you know you furloughed or something. And I have a couple buyers that were ready to go and they're like, ah, oh, you know, I can't do it now. Which uh, you know, in lenders right now are going down to the day that you close and calling the. Sure you know, the employers to, to double check verification of employment hmm. because they usually would like two or three days, two or three days before that they would call and double check. But now they may be down to the last couple hours right before the funds go into the bank to be sure, do these people have a job? Right. It's, it's pretty amazing because I think it is so different that this time around since 2008 occurred, you know, the real estate market boom, bomb, <laughs> if you will. Uh, that was so different. There were so many prices of properties that went down probably lower than 50%, wouldn't you say, Jonathan, in value? Some did. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And yeah. What I found in San Diego with the, the newer communities where people, you know, paid tons of money uh, that, you know, mm -hmm. when, when, the, when the bust happened, you know, they, they lost a lot of value. Established neighborhoods typically yeah. didn't um, if you were in a, a, a nicely established neighborhood because you probably have an older population. They are, may have already been retired. They're already set. They mm -hmm. have those things uh, that they didn't have to rely on. So they didn't have to refinance. They didn't have to, they didn't, they didn't lose anything. They were still living in their house. Well, and from my standpoint, too, I understand that back then the, the banking industry really wasn't friendly with any kind of you know, purchase or refinance. I mean, it was if you had cash, you could buy it. If you didn't have cash, wasn't going to happen. Um, or you had to go through a short sale type of situation. Yeah. Well, and, and there's situations where, you know, if one of the spouses is not working, mm -hmm. sure, we're going to run them through the system and see, you know, are you able to do that? Right. Um, you know, and make it happen. Don't you can buy a property if you're married or, if you're, or not married or one one spouse you just have to you know jump through maybe some mm -hmm. more hoops or maybe you know meet with you to find out how do i move some monies to uh invest for six months or stop paying you know into a certain fund so you can show more you know liquidity on a day-to-day -day sure. basis and i i but find that I, as like a really strong I, point too. go ahead jonathan i'm sorry oh no go I was going to say, with that too, I mean, there's so many opportunities for creativity this time around. Um, I don't think that we're in the same real estate bubble that we were, you know, basically back from 2007 through 2011. I think that's probably the, the right time period where real estate went down so much that people could buy all these opportunities, scoop them up and, and, and do this. But if you were in a financial situation, which that's what they're kind of starting to predict is, you know, once these stimulus packages stop, once um, the deferment of mortgage payments from some of these um, mortgage companies are going to stop, and then they basically bring those in, will people still be able to afford to pay for their mortgage payments 
um, is this artificial that we're feeling right now and what's the forecast of foreclosures, you know, foreclosures and bankruptcies. Uh, I don't know if we're right there today, but I think that that's something that might be some fallout to come. I don't know. What do you, what do you think about that, Jonathan? Uh, you know, if I had a crystal ball, we both wouldn't be sitting here. We sure. Maybe be isolated on our own little island. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I think that uh, there's not going to be a lot of activity changes, especially because we're in an election year. So, mm -hmm. so people like to keep things at a status quo. This pandemic isn't helping it mm -hmm. uh, just because it's flaring, you know, all kinds of things that are going on. But but typically in an election year, they don't like to have a lot of change, uh, you know, good, bad, or, or indifferent. They like to keep things the same. Right. So we don't really see that. And the interesting thing is I was talking to a broker a friend of mine just this weekend, uh -huh. and she's been in the business 30, 40 years. And she said, uh, she said I think we're going to go below 2% in wow. the next six months. Wow. That's pretty amazing. That's shocking. Under 2%. I mean, here's a fact for you. The government has wanted to not allow us to write off mortgages or mortgage interest. And the lower this interest goes, the less mortgage interest we have to write off. But I, I know that that's still a huge motivating factor for people. So, so let's talk about this because San Diego, what's the average price point in San Diego today? I think we're in the fives. In the fives? Exactly. Yeah, low fives, I think. So what would that buy you today? What would the low fives buy you today? Uh, you, you, could, uh, you, know, you can get a nice condo, two-bedroom, two-bath condo. Mm -hmm. um, if you're talking you know, further, if you go inland, of course, you can get more for your money. If you're at the beach, you're going to get, you know, if you're in, I have a, I have a condo in La Jolla, two-bedroom, one-bath. 800 square feet and we're selling at a bargain of, of you know five hundred thousand dollars wow so that five hundred thousand will get you a lot more going east, east. Where it's typically mm -hmm. you know warmer and not at the beach so so let's talk real quick and i know that you're not a mortgage um you know person you know mortgage professional but um at the same time when you were talking to your friend who's been in the industry for a long period of time and she was saying that maybe that interest rates might go below 1%. Is this? 2%. Oh, oh, below 2%. Okay. So below 2%. I'm sorry for my, my mistake. But um, is that going to be for jumbo or is that just going to be for your average median home? I think it, I mean, it'll be, of course, for credit worthy people, conventional sure. loans, um, that kind of thing. Because, you know, if you're the less hoops you're jumping through, you know. You know, you're going to have to meet certain criteria, having mm -hmm. certain, you know, liquidity and all those things, too. So, mm -hmm. so again, the general public under two, maybe not, because most of the general public now aren't getting below three. But if you're a superstar right. and you're right. staying there, you know, that's technical terms, a superstar for somebody, then, um, then again. But, you know, you can always buy your rate down. So everybody thinks, oh, you know, I want 2%. <laughs> well, you can have that, but you're going to pay $5,000. Right. You know, and what's the, you know what's the payoff? And I know we have these conversations too about you know the the less amount of mortgage interest deduction you have, your taxes you know may very well go up um, because we don't have that one write off. You know, so there's a there's a balance to both of those. Yeah, I, I was going to mention because you had mentioned something uh, you know in in the Palm Springs market. What's mm -hmm. interesting is I'm I'm going to be working with some clients that are selling their home, um, and I mentioned this on my my weekly bingo that I do yeah. uh, for my clients and friends. 
they have a, an estate in Martha's Vineyards that is only going for twelve and a half million dollars. Only, only, yeah. <laughs> so, so they're looking at wanting to invest. They've been there a long time in Martha's Vineyards. So they're going to, you know, change their family thing and buy something in Palm Springs. Mm -hmm. And I set them on, set them up on a search, and literally these one and a half, two and a half million properties were flying off the market. Wow! Wow! Within a week. Hmm. which is amazing because they loved all these properties they were ready to go well they're not ready yet but they'll be ready in august but it's it's amazing i, I i'm just like you know either people are saying hey i'm gonna buy and take cash because most most of the deals that happen in palm springs are secondary homes or vacation mm -hmm. homes mm -hmm. but you know there are people out there that have you know dollars right. in right. their pockets right, right. now I, that's pretty amazing to think. So liquidity is actually finding its way into real estate, which is very interesting, right? And yeah. we're in a place where, you know, being at home in your home space is even more important to you now more than ever, because if we have to be isolated once again, we want to be in, you know, a home that we can actually enjoy and possibly, I think probably pools and landscape are going to be even more important than it's ever been. Uh, well, at the beginning of this, I found uh, in Palm Springs that there were so many LA, San Diego, and San Francisco people that were coming out to their vacation home or they were using as a VRBO and they said, no, we want to live there because if we're going to be confined, mm -hmm. we don't want to be in the mix of all of these other people. We want to have some separation. We want to mm -hmm. have, you know, enjoy that home that we are instead yeah. of being cooped up in a hotel, not a hotel, but their condo or, Mm -hmm. or just really high-rise style. Yeah. Well, Jonathan, what would you say is our closing comments now um, for people that are interested in wanting to buy real estate, but they were a little bit on the fence before? Now I think it's more of an emotional purchase because it has to do something with, you know, quality of life, family, everything. Uh, what would you say for people that are considering it, but maybe have been on the fence about it or... You know, maybe something to consider to think about for their future. Well, I think that um, when people, you know, talk about it all the time, you know, there's never going to be action. And, you know, when I work with buyers or, or sellers, you know, you, you have to throw the line out there and find out and educate yourself. So, sure. you know, call me up, do a consultation, let's mm -hmm. figure it out. And if we think that, you know, it's not the right time and we're, you know, I work together with you with uh, a lot of clients that mm -hmm. we look at this whole scenario because we do factor in the big picture, not just can I afford it, but what can I do to afford it right. because I re really want this. Mm -hmm. So the consultation, you know, with us, the lender, uh, you know, financial people, so we can look at the big picture. We don't want you to trip and fall, you know, after you get to the finish line. We want to make sure that are you going to be there for three years or five years? How your loan's going to be mm -hmm. set up? Mm -hmm. No, you're going to move and you're using this as a one-bedroom, one-bath condo to get you in the market. Yeah. Well, then, you know, you would probably look at it differently to say, I know I'm going to sell in two years. Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully, equitable gains tax, you know, is still in play, so I can use that money to mm -hmm. then step up to the next home. So, sure. But a lot of people don't know that. And, mm -hmm. you know, we've both been in the business, you know, 20-some years, and, you know, with our combined knowledge and experience and and the uh we'll call it the the trips that we've mm -hmm. gone on with our uh, our clients during these places have given us a lot of uh, you know information and background and stories that we can relate to people today mm -hmm. no i i 100 agree 
And I think we'll have something here at the bottom of the page that'll tell you how you can get in touch with Jonathan. But this is a great insight. There's a lot of creativity that people are finding right now. Um, we didn't talk about this, and I'm, I know we're running out of time, but there's even possibilities for down payments right now or even uh, purchasing a property that your IRA could be leveraged for it, you know, up to $100,000 due to the CARES Act. And I think that that is a tremendous strategy that people are not even thinking about. Uh, so from the financial standpoint and also making sure you look good on paper, this is why Jonathan and I over the years have really partnered in this because it's so important for people to have that balance. You don't want to just go into something because you're going into it. You want to look really good on paper and not everybody's a cash buyer. Let's be realistic. And banks are not closed. You know, they haven't closed the door to be able to help, help with purchases or refinances. So uh, I think that we're going to see a major market frenzy when it comes to mortgages here, even consistently going forward, probably multiple times over if interest rates get below 2%. Oh my gosh, we've never seen this in our entire history. Um, Federal Reserve has been challenged to go negative, and if it goes negative, what does that mean for mortgages? Can mortgages go negative too? I don't know. I mean, that would be pretty fascinating. But the lower the interest rate, the more house you can afford to buy. And uh, that's the fascinating part of that um, equation. So, Jonathan, thanks again for, for being here. It's always a pleasure to have you. We love you. And uh, we thank you so much for your expertise because these are conversations that people need to be having today. So I would love for you to basically make your comments below in the comment area, um, chat with us, whatever works for you. Ask us the questions that you want to hear from our expert, Jonathan, um, or maybe you just need to look better on paper and you want to have a good team supporting you. Let us know by sending those messages in the comments or you're welcome to send us an email at questions with an S at Elizabeth with an S, Dawson.com. And uh, we're here for you. We're here for you when you're ready. Now might be the best time ever. So again, thank you so much for joining us. We will be back soon with another episode of Ways to Love Your Money. The information provided in this show is for informational and educational purposes only. This show is not investment advice, nor is it intended to address the financial needs of any particular viewer. The opinions expressed on this show are not intended to be an endorsement of any particular investment strategy or service of any other kind. You must make an independent decision regarding investments or strategies mentioned throughout the show. Before acting on information in this show, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular situation and strongly consider seeking advice from a financial advisor.